We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why... When it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 394. Garrett Cole, baby, is a New York Yankee. Everyone's happy about it. You're happy about it, Scott, out in Seattle. How's it going? It's good, man. I'm pumped up about this whole thing. It actually worked out well. I'm, so I apologize for my sound right now. I'm on a uh, an old iPhone um, headphone because I don't have a microphone out here. I'm in Seattle on a work trip, and it was it actually worked out okay because I know a lot of you guys were a lot of people on the East Coast were asleep when the news came out, and I wasn't. So I was able to, you know, get on get on and like get some reaction going and uh, get some T-shirts out and do all that all that jazz because it was. Dude, you know what? It's freaking awesome. I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm, it's just freaking. I'm happy awesome. I was asleep though, because if it was midnight on the East Coast, I'd ha- had I been awake when that happened, and I was not going to bed anytime soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was. I was up until West Coast so time. Just, I was up to like one in the morning looking at stuff. It's better. I just 
Got to got got some sleep. Woke up this morning. Alarm went off at six. Got that text message from you at six oh one. It just said Cole immediately sprung out of bed. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I mean the text message was definitely sent in the middle of the night. But you must have your uh, your. I do airplane mode because I don't <laughs> want people disturbing me. So let me ask you a question: If I call you <laughs> twice in a row, will it go through? No, airplane mode. Oh, just airplane mode. Yeah. What happens if your family needs to get in touch with you? Yeah, they'll get in touch with me when I wake up. <laughs> it's fucked up. You know, you can set that so that like only certain people. Yeah, I know. Can go through. I like airplane mode. Wow. All right. S- screw it. Leanne has two phones, and they're both on in the middle of the night. So if they really want to get in touch there with me, go. they can get in touch with me. There you go. But nine years, three hundred and twenty-four million dollars, biggest ever pitcher free agent contract. We knew it was going to be the biggest ever. He obliterated the biggest ever, which was set 48 hours before him, Strasburg. And, and once Strasburg signed that 245 for seven. That was the contract be, that I was expecting Cole to sign because it was. That's the contract everyone th- Cole was going to get because. It beat the AAV and, and yeah. his, uh, most total. But once I saw that for Strasburg, um, you know, he's two years older than Cole. My mind immediately went to the nine years because the first thing that Boris is going to ask for is the same age when the contracts are up. <laughs> right. Like there's no way he's not going to negotiate for that. He's Scott Boris. He's he is the he is the evil empires of baseball agents. Well, and once dealing with the evil empire of baseball teams and once like Strasburg it is, signed, now the leverage is all with Gary Cole because now there's no backup. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I actually thought that would maybe delay things because he teams could not strong arm. Not that I don't even know if they really could, considering that Boris was both Strasburg and Cole's agents. I feel like there's some sort of conflict of interest there when you're negotiating with teams. He's just like can own the market. It's kind of crazy. But they can't even lie. You know, if you've got another agent that you're dealing with, you could conceivably lie to Cole and say, hey, if you're not going to sign on the dotted line right now, we're going to go to Strasburg and, and get his OK. But he, he can't do that because because of of um, Boris. But anyway, the so this, the nine years immediately became in play when we hadn't even seen an eight year contract for a pitcher. So, boom, already nine years is in the back of my mind. And then 36 million, he's going to want to beat the AAV too. He's going to want to beat both things. Yep. So I, I immediately tweeted out and I posted on, on, on the website. I was doing like a running blog all day of all the different non-updates updates. And <laughs> I said, it's going to be through. It's going to be. Yeah. Because John Heyman decided to reword the same tweet 75 different times throughout the day, which just to piss everyone off. But I immediately said nine times 36. That's going to be the, that's going to be. The contract, whether it's going to be the Yankees, the Angels, the Dodgers, some mystery team. But I'm just happy the Yankees did it. I'm happy Hal Steinbrenner reportedly spoke directly to to Boris to get this deal done. I mean, I guess Cashman originally was probably offering eight. That's what the Dodgers were offering. Eight for 300. That was the Dodgers offer. Oh, that's, so maybe that was out? That was eight for 300? That was the Dodgers offer with deferrals. Uh, so higher AAV no, than the Yankees. This is a straight Yankees. cash homie deal, isn't it, for the Yankees? Yeah, the only little wrinkle opt in this out. is that it's an opt-out after five years, but let's be honest, he's not opting out after five years. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it was three years, I could I could okay, because then you're still at a, an age where you can strong-arm a team. But once you're in your mid-30s, you're not going to strong-arm a team more than what's already guaranteed for you. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe this opt-out is if Garrett Cole absolutely hates 
being a New York. He's still Yankee. stuck there for five years, though. That's yeah, yeah, five years, though. Yeah, you're still but, there for but, five years, and then and then at that five year point, you're going to be making thirty six million dollars. So there's not really much of a um, there's not really much of a leg to stand on to to opt out unless you know your wife makes you and your family's miserable. And yeah, well, right, that's all in play, though. I guess. No, but I from, hope not because I hope a, he's got like four rings on his hand. But from a, I don't know, from maybe a peace of mind standpoint, he's got thirty six million dollars. Who cares about peace of mind? Peace of mind is out the window. It is all inclusive when you get. Eventually, that much money. there's a number uh, in your bank account where you keep adding to it. It doesn't make you happier anymore. I have to imagine. I'm not close to that point. Million. You're not close to that point. Garrett Cole is going to reach that point eventually. Eventually, he's there. He's good. He's there. So, yeah, he's but the, the ninth year is the was the the thing that got it done. Stein, and Steinbrenner gave the okay. We don't know if him and Ka- if Cashman maybe just needed his okay on it. If he, I, I'm sure. I, I don't want well, to say that. The report was that, that there was direct Ka- contact, right? Like there was. They were. They were. Yeah talking. that that kind of that kind of got my attention, right? Direct contact between Steinbrenner and Boris yeah. got my attention yeah. because I don't want to say Steinbrenner went behind Cashman's back or over his head is he probably a better way to say it. But but what if Brian Cashman wasn't comfortable going to a ninth year <laughs> and Steinbrenner? No, I, I know what you're going to say. If you're going to go eight at thirty six million dollars a year, just go nine at thirty six million dollars a year. Really, what's the difference? Honestly, yes, if you're going to go seven at thirty million dollars, if you're going to go seven at thirty five, go nine at thirty six. But eventually, there's a line, right? No, eventually there's a line. I don't think there was a line this time. I don't think there was. Eventually, there's a line. Not for the Yankees. Not in this. Twenty five years at a hundred million a year. Okay, there's eventually a line. well, no shit. When you put it like that, okay. The, the, but That's there is no line. There is no line when you're talking about securing a guy at the highest value um, based on who you're competing with. I don't think there was a line there because I think if the Angels went uh, to thirty-seven million dollars a year, I think the Yankees would have gone to thirty-seven and, and, and a half. I think they would have. Well, no, no, the Dodgers went to thirty-seven and a half for the nine years, whatever the nine years. So I think they would have done, and they did. They used the ninth year as that that leverage point. But I think that at that point, when they realized what was the market, who had already signed, what the, what was at stake at this point, and then looking forward at the um, the future free agents, I mean, someone tweeted back at me that there are good free agents coming up. I mean, there are guys that have already gotten their big contracts that are not Garrett Cole at 29 years old. There's nobody like this coming up in the in the foreseeable future. The Yankees knew they had to get him, and um, they made the decision that they were going no matter what. And I think that's that's it. And I think Hal was more of like a closer thing, like. Like shows the importance. I think that's a good move because it just shows the the level of importance that hey, the Steinbrenner is now get also getting involved and, and giving the blessing and verbally. Big doing Stein it. Jr. It's a it's a it's a show. It's a sign of of uh, I think camaraderie and strength and New York Yankees just like lore. It's great. I love it. I love it. It's a, it's, it's another guy at the end. Like boom. Nailing the coffin. Yeah, so so say the Dodgers were agreed to go to the ninth year at their third. So three hundred for eight is, I, I believe, it's thirty-seven and a half million a year. So beat the Yankees by a million and a half AAV, <laughs> but one fewer year. Say they went to nine years, thirty-seven and a half million. Yeah. So three hundred and, and uh, whatever, whatever you know that math. is. Math. Uh, yeah, math. 
would the Yankees have gone to nine years at thirty-eight million a year? Yeah, I really do. I really believe, so, I believe that they would have gone. So maybe the Dodgers realize because the the narrative amongst a lot of baseball writers and all and the whole week at the winter meetings was the Yankees are not going to be outbid, and teams know that, and that can scare pretty much every team off. So maybe the Dodgers said we're not going to win this. We're not comfortable with what we're going to have to give in order to win this, so we're just going to back out. They were banking on, I saw a report today that said, we were banking on it being a hefty enough and competitive enough offer that he would want to come to Los Angeles. Right. So that's the thing. I think that if it were close and they were everybody stayed around the same levels, then he's making – that was kind of what I was talking about last time. Like If it's at that point, then he's going to be making a decision based on where he wants to live, where he wants to win, and all these things. Like Other things now come into play. But when the Yankees go with a ninth year and they're adding another $36 million on the top of everything, you're like, okay, well, I love the Yankees. I'm a, I have been a Yankee fan. I've, I've, I want to win there. You know, all the things we're saying that he likes the competitive nature of it, like the whole, the whole lore of the Yankees is attractive to him. They obviously want to live in New York. They got no problem with it. Good. Great. So now he's getting another $36 million to live he's out got his childhood money. dream. And he's going to be a live. Yankee and we're going to win. Maybe five, six, seven World Series in these nine years. He's got enough money at this point. If he wants to live on a farm in upstate New York and take a helicopter to Yankee Stadium every day, he could. I mean, so, he, he, Andrew, he, he, could, he, could, he, he could have a gold-plated helicopter and a new one every time he goes. <laughs> like, it's, right. it's unbelievable the amount of money he just got. So, yeah, yeah he could do whatever he wants. So I, I think there was the report from Clappish on Sunday that the Yankees were going to offer seven for 245 to Cole. Right. And, and that's exactly what Strasburg got. I know Strasburg got some deferrals, but still, that's the number that he got. So I, I would like to see the look on Cashman's face when he found out that's what Strasburg got. Like, what, what do you think his reaction was to that news? I kind of had a feeling he might have known it's coming. Like, I really do believe these guys kind of knew where they had to go before all this happened. Like, the fact that everything came out at the winter meetings was awesome and, like, great, great theater. Like, exactly the whole thing what was Rob perfect. Manfred and MLB wants yeah. is this kind of free well, and after, not last year's bullshit. And after coming after what happened already this year with uh, the Houston Astros, they needed, like, a, a pick-me-up, like a, a boom. And I don't know how other teams are feeling about it when their their fan base is not doing anything. But as a Yankee fan, in our world, no, people are pissed off at the Yankees. They buy all their championships yeah. again. Okay, well, we're in our bubble, in our bubble, it's been exciting and amazing and awesome because it, it, it happened. The thing that had to happen happened. So now, uh, you know, we we essentially have gotten what we want, and uh, and like get rid of any excuse because there there are there they are no more World Series or bust. What? For the for the Do next, I mean, like, it's been World Series or bust since yeah, they traded for really John Carlos. Yeah, but it's World Series or bust now for the next. Like, yes, six years. well, yes, because the only way, from a public standpoint, the only way the, these this nine year contract is worth it, worth it is multiple World Series championships in that time. And the one co- the one piece that everybody has been talking about is is uh, improve your starting pitching, and they just got the best pitcher in baseball. Right. So what I'm saying is, the, the, you have to win worlds multiple World Series championships probably going to have to happen in the first few years of this contract for it to be good with fans because it's a lot of money. We all know it's a lot of money. You don't need to keep <laughs> saying it's a lot of money for everyone out there. Yes. Years six, seven, eight, and nine. 
they might suck. That's you sign a pitcher to nine years at 36 million into his late thirties. Yes. He's not going to be as good then as he is now. That's that comes with the territory. So you got to get your money's worth. Now you are, you are paying Garrett Cole when he's 36 and 37 to absolutely shove in the ALCS and the world series when he's 29, 30, 31 and 32. The, the, the thing about Garrett Cole as well is that, I mean, his mechanics, his just like everything about him before uh, this year too, just about his his history of how many innings he's thrown, the the injury history and all this stuff. Like all the injury stuff is behind him. The mechanics are flawless. The way that he pitches is phenomenal. Like he, the guy takes care of himself. He he. Um, it's just you could see this kind of guy playing longer into a career. So it's a good bet that you're going to be getting. Um, you're not going to, this is not a guy that falls off the, the planet, uh, you know, in one of these years, like you're seeing a guy like Verlander and how he has been able to, to pitch to, you know, later, uh, a guy that throws, you know, high nineties, similar makeup. He can, he, his, his careers are, ex, is extended because of his mechanics, the way he throws, the way he takes care of himself. I see Garrett Cole in a very similar boat. So I know yeah, that they're not good... going to be as good, but I don't expect them to be bad years either. No, but you, it's so hard to predict nine years down the road what are sure. injuries going to be. Injuries could but, happen. But yeah, yes, I'm sure that all factored into the Yankees' decision is his mechanics, is his body type, is his makeup. Makeup was a big thing that, that's been talked about with Garrett Cole. He could handle New York. Like we talked about that on the last episode. Everything is talked like Cashman spoke about that. So <laughs> that's important to them because we know how it can go when a pitcher can't handle New York. So you can't you can't f that up when you're signing a guy for three hundred plus million dollars. Nah, you can trade some. So yeah, all all that stuff projects well. Like we we were talking with uh, Rohan and Frank today. I was talking to him on on the Facebook uh, group where uh, Fangraphs Zips projects Cole to be in those later years still a valuable pitcher, not top of the league pitcher, but the the dollar per WAR projection is actually not that far off from $324 million when you factor it out that way. You want to get nerdy about it. I don't. The contract. No, no, no. What I'm saying, everyone out there, you want to get nerdy about it. This is his market value. Yeah. Yes, I understand $324 million in nine years sounds asinine, but you have to think about it in the context of Major League Baseball. It is what this it is. is what, this is what he's worth. And I hate the argument, it's not my money, so I don't really care, because... I don't. I, I just don't. I don't treat. I'm not that type of fan, right? Like I know it's I not my money. Fis- I'm not fiscally stupid. responsible with putting the yeah, product. No, I, I, there's a there's a way to do. But that. I still want to talk about it. I still want to be able to say Jacoby Ellsbury was a, a ludicrous bad contract. I can't just say, well, it's not my money, so who really cares? Oh right? no, no, not that. Like point. Th- not that's that not point. that's not fun. That's not fun anymore. Well, that doesn't make so, sense either because it's still. I mean, you you spend even if it's not your money. It's affecting what's happening on the field, obviously, because it, it very well may hamstring them from doing certain things. Right. It may and it the may Yankees not give less them the than to do certain things. So there's there's definitely factors there that affect you as a fan. And the Yankees can swallow a terrible contract like Jacoby Ellsbury and still put a World Series caliber team on the field. Whereas a team like the Seattle Mariners, when they signed Robinson Cano to a massive contract. It, it pretty much sunk them as a team in a franchise, and they had to offload that contract. I mean, they were so, yes, they the, in a great place in the first place. What's up? I mean, you, you sink a ship that's floating, you know? 
It's like they were kind of okay. No, but but you, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> the Yankees can can withstand terrible contracts better than anyone in any team in baseball. Did you know that I'm in a place right now that you're not allowed to be? Seattle, I know. Yeah. I was banned. I was have, talk- you, have you? I was talking to eaten? some of the guys today. Yeah, about we we, we talked about Cole. Obviously, that came up when uh, we're just bullshitting, and and both both guys that I was talking to are Mariners fans. So I told them why I why I have a, a, dis, a disdain for the, uh, the Seattle Mariners. Have you listened to Pearl Jam yet? No, but I gotta tell you, I was I was I have a rental car and I'm driving to and from the hotel to um, the job site, and the radio stations are really bad. I was very disappointed in that, strictly because mm-hmm. of the grunge thing that came from. I don't know what happens. What the, me, what the music still scene stuck in, in like the early '90s playing grunge? No, music? no, it's just like bad music. I don't know. There like weren't that many stations, and it was just not good. So I was disappointed. It's funny. I don't. I don't really listen to the radio as for like music anymore. Because if I'm if I'm in the car, I either have a podcast on or or, or sports talk radio. And then if I'm gonna put music on, I'll just put Spotify. I can't remember the last time I listened to like a, I'm in a, rental a music car. radio station. I'm just hitting the arrow button to go to the next. I know. Yeah, station. you're in a rental car for 15, 20 minutes. That 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 makes sense. Yeah. But. Okay. How'd we get on that topic? I don't know. But here, the the beautiful thing about him, we're talking about like longevity and and having how how it's going to, um, how it's going to play in, in seven, eight, nine years. And again, I just think that this is the guy. You don't. First of all, you don't think about that because it doesn't really matter that much. You, they had to go that way to get him, um, and and what you're what you're what you're hoping is the first five years are big payouts. If the first yeah. five years are big payouts, if you have big payouts in the first five year contract, worth it. And yes, and you, you do what you, you have win. to do to secure those five years, and maybe it's giving another four. It, it comes <laughs> it comes with I'm I'm serious though. That's how no, it, wh- that's sometimes how you have to think about it because it's you crazy, get but player. it's true. So the, the Yankees signed Sabathia for the first. We talked about this last last episode. The first seven years of that contract that they gave him, the first four of it were worth it. Same day, he was same an all star caliber. What? Same day, December tenth. December tenth. Yeah, that's uh, so. December tenth, twenty twenty nine. Who knows who the hell they're going to sign? The kids in kids in junior high right now that they're going to sign. But <clears throat> the first four years of the Sabathia contract worth it. All star caliber pitcher. World Series championship, the last half of the contract, not worth it. So if Cole follows that same suit, we're going to look back on it, and hopefully he has more than one World Series championship, but we're going to say worth it. There's got to be a championship, and there's got to be the first half of the deal, five seasons, so more than half, need to be all-star level performances. Patrick Corbin just got signed to a very big contract. To uh, by the Nationals, the contract was half of what Cole got. Doesn't matter. And when you're looking at at what the deal was, AAV, who the player is, all that stuff. Big contract, a lot of years. They won a World Series in the first year of it. Did he have like the greatest year? No, he pitched well in the playoffs. He had a good regular season. I think he led the National League, maybe even baseball in strikeouts. He was a top. He was a top fifteen pitcher and made starting he was a pitcher. Damn good in pitcher. Bottom line is, they won a World Series. Contract worth it. The six-year contract worth it. I. That's it. Yeah, I mean the Cubs. Who knows? The Cubs trading away Glaber Torres for that's a, seven. You, that Cubs is different. The Cubs is but a different I'm, argument point, because they hadn't won in a thousand years. I understand that, but my point is that there are certain instances <clears> that you, if when you pay too much for something, if it comes back immediately or you know within the the uh, an early time frame of of said deal, worth it. Sometimes it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> So if uh, 
if you go out to a restaurant and you have the best steak of your life, yeah. but then you get food poisoning later that night, was it worth it? Oh, God, yeah. How do you, <laughs> <laughs> if it was, was it from the steak? Best steak of my life, though. I'm enjoying that steak, right? It, the, for the hour and a half that you were like at the best restaurant? Best steak of my life. Because that's a big Best statement. steak of your life. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I'll take the poisoning. But then 2, two o'clock in the morning that night, yakking your brains out. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to taste good coming up too, right? <clears throat> and um, just quickly also on, on the, uh, the, you know, the argument of is, is, um, is it too much money? So there's, there's people general, out there. There's too much money. You know, that, that's, that's people saying dumb contract. And I know it's coming from a lot of non-Yankees fans, but there's also a good amount of Yankees fans I saw today saying dumb contract, not worth it. Yeah. Some. I mean, it, it's worth it. it because, it, like you said, it's the market. It's the market. I, it's, it's a crazy amount of money. It is. I get it. It's a crazy contract. But in the context of where we are today with the market, Garrett Cole is worth it. And, and that's, that's another – that, that, like, who would you rather have just signed? Garrett Cole to 9-324 and or Steven Strasburg to 7-245? and It's not close. Right. It's not close because of the risks, the, the risks that are built in with Strasburg. Some of the, some of the, For the next three years though, was, a, was, was because it was the Nationals. And the next three years – well, I know that you got to take that up, but I'm just saying as, as a team out there. And but for the next three years, they might be equal footing, right? But the rest of it might not be. Certainly, won't be equal footing. The regular season will probably look different. But the uh, the thing is, the, the interesting thing is, you're talking about Boris representing them. Is Both. they got that contract, and and he knows that the Nationals are going to sign that contract, and they're going to sign him, and they're going to give him a little bit extra because of what he did and who he is, and where you know what he means to that organization too. Damned if he didn't use that as leverage <laughs> to, for 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 this whole thing. So, of course, just I mean, really interesting. Making, just really interesting. The, he's good. The fact that they they knew uh, that that Strasburg got that that length of the contract. I'm very. I was surprised by that. Um, good for him though. He's also got Rendon as a client who hasn't signed. Who's about to sign two hundred plus million dollars. The, the guy's signed like a billion dollars worth of contracts this offseason. Crazy. It really is crazy. He's the Don of baseball agents of agents of agents in general of agents this is guaranteed yeah. money baby this is not some bullshit <laughs> nfl contract where you have like this and that and this and that and you can cut the guy after a year and not pay a goddamn thing guaranteed money nine years straight cash so only 324 million dollars i wouldn't be my genuine self if i didn't bitch about something okay here we go do you know where i'm going i don't my head is not in the space so i have not thought about it yet you're going to bitch. Garrett hold on. Cole. Let me think about this. Uh, you're going to bitch about something about the contract and you're going to bitch about nothing about the contract. No, I know. I'm thinking about the whole situation. I don't know. Something in the way he, he hasn't come out and said he loves the Yankees. Garrett Cole's a personal catcher guy. Oh, and there's really? reports out there that the Yankees Chirinos? are heavily in on Maldonado. Oh, no, Maldonado is the personal catcher. Yeah. Chirinos was the starting catcher who got the boot by Cole in the second half of the season. And then, so he probably knows Garrett how to Cole, hide his signs really well. Garrett Cole last year, 102 innings to Chirinos, 2.46 ERA, filthy. 68 innings to Maldonado, 1.57 ERA, 10.4 strikeout to walk ratio, which is, 
his video I, game are numbers. Are you calling him a personal catcher guy? Or is that they no, have, he was the personal catcher. But the Astros no, didn't he, have a, a starting catcher. The entire second half of the season, Maldonado caught every Garrett Cole start. He was his personal catcher. There's articles out there written about it. He is 100% his personal okay, catcher. Okay, I hear what you're saying. But but it's it's also not in a situation where where Chirinos is like the guy either. No. The, and this so, was a position that was that was gone back and forth. So they just decided like, oh, well, you're going to have him every time. I don't, I don't well, see that as the same type but, of thing where you have an all-star catcher, you have a starting catcher, and then you have a, a guy who's like, eh, I got to have the backup. Like there was no backup. There were, it was like a platoon position. So that's fair. But, but Garrett Cole has ref- – like it's been referred to. These guys are – that's his personal catcher. That's been referred to. I don't give a fuck if it's but, referred to. It doesn't. They, they don't have. It's the position. It's a. It, let me. So but I don't care what I people agree with say. You. Or Chirinos. Project. So Chirinos is not. Chirinos is not Gary Sanchez. Right. Not so close. if the Yankees sign Maldonado, because there's reports, Fine Sand reported today that the Yankees are in on Maldonado because yeah. obviously Romine is it might be gone. So say the Yankees sign Maldonado, and he kept, he's and they make him Cole's personal catcher. I will not like that. I will be annoyed by that. <laughs> 324 million. What's funny is, is that... You won't like it either. Be honest. No, I just don't like the whole situation, but I don't think that's a real thing. Like, the the whole... Even if people are referring to it as a personal catcher, there was no starting catcher on that team. It, it was a platoon position. Doesn't count. But um, the funny thing is, is about 300... You get $324 million. $36 million every single year. And you still got to go and cut your hair and shave your beard. It's so crazy. Well, that's how the Yankees keep their keep their guys in line. It's just funny. I mean, I I really don't care either way. Like, if they got rid of it tomorrow, I probably wouldn't care. And I and I and I like that they have it, but I know there's people that get very upset about this whole thing. And I just think it's I'm funny more upset you give a guy about that personal much, catcher that than money, cutting hair. That much money, you got to do it, huh? I'm more upset about possible personal catcher than if he has to trim his hair and yeah. Well, beard. I just I just nixed that whole thought process. It's it's there's no. There's no personal well, catcher. That was Maldonado, just his catcher. Maldonado tweeted out the thinking emoji today on, on Twitter. Maybe he'll be our new emoji guy now that Didi's gone. Oh, uh, yeah. So we didn't talk about that. We'll talk about Didi in the next show. This one was dedicated to Cole. It's it's sad to see Didi go. I got to tell you, when I saw that he signed and I'm, I'm looking, uh, it's just, it's it's like, it's one of those, it's an end of an era because he was the bridge guy that potentially would have been the, the guy. And, um, I, I don't like the way it ended. I don't like. I don't either. I don't like the way the whole thing went down because when I see the contract, and I guess we're just going to keep talking about this because I can't stop right now. But when when he when I saw that he signed a one year deal at fourteen million dollars back with Girardi, I was like, damn, the Yankees had no interest in him, none, 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 zero, zero. interest. They, I don't even think they spoke to his agent. I think that, that that plane ride to to Tampa. I think you were right on that one. I think it was cleaning out a locker. Yeah, it was cleaning it was out get, something. It was getting his shit. Yeah. Or it was basically like, uh, we're going to have a meeting. We're not going to offer you one-year deal. We're not going to offer you a multi-year deal. We're not going to offer you a deal. That's it. Because maybe Didi said I would come back for a one-year deal. And they're like, mm, not going to do that. They had no interest yeah, in Yeah, and now he's in the position of, okay, I need to pick a situation. I need to pick a, a good team that I can put up offensive numbers in that I'm comfortable with. And so the Phillies met all of those. Because there's a, it's a hitter-friendly ballpark. It's on a team that should compete next year. It's in a lineup with a lot of pr- offensive protection. Yeah. And it's with Joe Girardi. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's set up for 
he'll hit 25 home runs, play good shortstop, and hopefully get a five-year contract or a four-year contract from somebody. Yeah. And I love Didi. Everyone, every Yankees fan loves Didi for not only what he did on the field and all the clutch moments, but also because he just seems like a kick-ass person. <laughs> and, yeah. like, the most fun locker room guy, off-field guy, everyone, you know, you just love all that stuff about him. And the writing was on the wall that he was not going to be back with the Yankees. Yeah. But, like, still, when I saw the news break, it's a gut punch. It was. It was a little bit – it was – he was definitely one of those guys where – you know, I, I've talked about this in the past, but I, I think that, and I don't, I'm sure a bunch of uh, other fans can relate. As you get older, and you be, and you're a Yankees fan or a, any kind of a sports fan, um, but you get older in age, and the guys obviously are getting younger and younger. You you have a, a almost a different relationship with how you look at the game and how you look with, at the at the players as a fan. I know I do, and I don't I don't get. And probably because we talk about it twice a week as well, and all the stuff that we do with Bronx Pinstripes, but it's just not the same as it was. But with a guy like Didi, and I, I'd say Judge's in that in that category as well. There's just a there's such a there's such a respect factor for how they go about their business and what they do and how they carry themselves. That that's that's more what I've been drawn to. I think as a fan, Lemayhu's the same way. I'm a, let's be honest, I'm a fangirl against uh, uh, about Lemayhu, but there's it's just. When you handle yourself the right way and you're that type of person, like I will gravitate towards you more. And the fact that he was the guy taking over from Jeter, it was just a it was a a big situation as a as a in the world of the Yankees. And I think a lot of us thought that he was going to be the guy for yeah, for a while until Glaber showed up. And then I think this Tommy John surgery actually really really hurt the situation for for Didi because Glaber went over to short, played well, and. And LeMahieu, they know, is not a first baseman. And, they, uh... and Gio Urshela turned into a third baseman. Yeah, there's a lot of different factors here. Yeah, there's a lot of different factors here. There's no... I A year ago at this time, even though Didi had just undergone Tommy John surgery and he was going to miss the first couple months of the season, no part of me thought he would not be a Yankee long term. Right. And so much changed in such a short amount of time for all those reasons that we just said. And he was bad all year. I think it was more about Glaber playing a good shortstop, a better defensive shortstop than he plays defensive second base, and he's put up crazy offensive numbers. numbers. LeMahieu, who might be the best defensive second baseman in baseball now on the team, and Gio Urshela turned into a quality third baseman. So all of those things combined, that equation adds up to Didi's no longer needed. And Didi was bad. (laughs) Yeah. But Didi didn't hurt him, didn't help himself all year long either. So no, the play on the field hurt, but I, hurt I think even if he put up similar numbers this in 2019 that he put up in 2018, he would still not be back. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's it, the situation with the players definitely made it uh, one of those points where the Yankees had options and they didn't because had Gio Urshela not actually been a thing, and the Yankees were going into next season with possibly Miguel Andujar coming back from surgery at third base, yeah. and then the possible need that LeMahieu would need to play at third base as well, I think they would want to re-sign Didi because then you have flexibility in your infield right. that they so desperately wanted at the beginning of last year. Yeah, a lot of dynamics that, that just didn't didn't work out for him. And and I, you know, when we were doing our projections and looking at all these things, I, was, I, I thought that Didi, and maybe he did, maybe he just didn't like what it was, but I, I definitely thought someone would give him three years or so, and and uh, but he's obviously taken the 
Because the Yankees didn't even extend a qualifying offer. If they did, he would have taken it very clearly. That would have happened. And because he took less, he took 14 and the yeah. qualifying offer was 17, 17.8. So he would have, um, he would have absolutely and no draft pick compensation because they didn't offer a qualifying offer, which helps his free agent candidates, which would have been better for still long-term. Yeah. I'm so, he so, still didn't get a long-term I'm surprised. contract. And maybe, so it, maybe someone was offering like a three year, not big money 11, contract. Million, and he's like, and, this is just, this is not worth it. I am. I'm betting on myself. Of course, Didi's going to bet on himself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think that's probably that, that's probably what happened. The market just didn't shake out for the numbers that he wanted. Maybe he was offered something, but um, but he realized that if he went to a better situation for a year, that he could probably make himself more more an attractive. Because coming, you don't ever want to sign a. I guess you don't want to sign a, a contract unless someone really is is out looking for you um, off of a year like DD had this year. Because it was just a weird year for him. No, you never want to sign a contract when you are coming off your worst season. Well, and he missed half the year because of an injury, too. That was a weird injury. So, it's a weird year altogether. Didn't do the emojis, uh, was like was like mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of things going on with him. I yeah, something tells me he's not going to be... I want to have a beer with Didi and be like, you know, just sorry, man. Like, we, we still like you. You're, you're, you're still awesome. Maybe he'll show up to one of the BP crew Philly outings. Yeah. <laughs> something tells me he's not going to be doing the emoji tweets in Philly. Something tells me that he hated it in the first place. He regretted it after the first one. He hated it as soon as it became a thing. Yeah, it was that he had to do it. As soon as it became marketable. As soon as he had to do it. As soon as as the Yankees or some other company came to him and said, hey, do this. He's like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm a creative guy. This is no longer creative. Some other just things. Just So we're going to – we wanted to get on and do – um, a quick hitting episode, giving our our rapid thoughts and reactions, and it took a little longer because forty minutes because later. no, but also you know you you were you're out on the west coast at work and, yeah. and just the timing of everything w- was bad because of the time difference. So appreciate you guys listening. We're still going to do an episode that'll be out Monday morning, diving into more Cole stuff, more DD stuff, other news from the winter meetings that as it relates to across Major League Baseball. One thing I do want to mention. Yankees are shopping Jay Happ to try and offload some money. We'll see if that happens. See if that happens. But as it stands now with Happ on the roster, they're right up against that that top tax threshold. 346 or 2? What is it? 240. 248 is the top tax threshold. And Conrad was posting earlier, they're at 240, projected 245.5 as it stands right now with their current roster. And that's without Brett Gardner signed, who I think is going to be the last signing that the Yankees make. Maybe they'll sign someone very cheaply like Maldonado. But but that's still another four or five million probably. At least four or five million. No, no, no. I mean, for, I mean for a Maldonado type. No. Yeah. I guess he can hold the Yankees to the fire because they've got Garrett Cole and he's his personal catcher. Yeah, I mean, you could absolutely But if that's the get- case... They're not signing him for four or five million dollars, but, but yeah. The, so it'll be interesting as we as we monitor that um, to see what they do. I I still think they want to try and stay under that top tax threshold. But I'm glad that the the Cole signing is Cashman saying I'll go over it this year if I have to. It's Hal saying because it's Hal saying it. What did I say? You said Cashman. Oh yeah, sorry, Hal. It's Hal saying, I'll go over it for 2020 if I have to. Because a lot of money comes off the books next year. 
So if I have to do it to get Garrett Cole, I'm going to do it. And that's a nuts-on-the-table move, and I love it. I got to tell Any you, too, like, even if they're up against it, I don't think it's going to stop them from doing something at the trade deadline either. Like, I think at this point... I, no, World Series or bust. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't even think we're looking at that. Like, that was one of the things. Like, I, I when they signed Garrett Cole, like, you're not really looking at that luxury tax anymore. You're, you're just not. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because you know the money's coming off the books later. Um, but you got to go now. So like you're you're dedicating all this money towards putting out the best product on the on the field. You better make it as as good as you possibly can. Uh, obviously now, but at the trade deadline too. Like doesn't stop there. So. But I also don't see them trotting out a two hundred and eighty million dollar payroll. So I just don't think like, it's going to stop them from. My point is, if no. they see value in something at the trade deadline and put them over, they're going to do it. But what about like this? This now I think means Batances is not coming back. I don't know. He's talking about one year. So I, I think I, I think they are. I think they're accepting going over this year. Yeah, I think we'll they see. are. I, so, uh, so we've got voicemails. Your Cole and Didi reactions. Uh, seven and a half minutes, I believe. I deleted. Of voicemails. I deleted Skype off of my phone because your it was phone was burning a hole in your pocket. The, 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 I've even turned off the setting where like the number, the calls come to my phone, and it still does it. We'll, we'll it broke do, through. Yeah, There's so many it calls it broke so through. So literally, like, I pick up my phone, it's just buzz, 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 buzz. But you know what? So you guys will hear this, but we got pretty much as many DD voicemails as we did Cole voicemails. That goes to show you how, how much people love DD. Yeah. Well, it was a tweet put out, too. So I think there was some inspiration. But, but yes, it does. It says it. DD is, is, is one of the guys that not many people can say anything bad about. Unless you're one Tweets of the nerd numbers cool. guys that like shit on his numbers. So we've got those coming up. Submit mailbag questions for Monday's show. We're going to dive into a lot of mailbags about everything that's happened. Scott, you got to go catch a flight. I do. One last thing. I'm leaving, yes, in like a couple hours to take a horrible red-eye flight, which I have a connector, which is awesome. Red-eye flights with a connector. A connector red-eye flight. It's a great time. The um, uh, spring training. So 100 tickets we had originally sold out, all gone. Um, I was able to secure 30 more tickets. There may be a couple more on the end of that too. Uh, but so if you are looking to go to spring training and want to go that weekend and get the, uh, the deal that we have going for the uh, Saturday, the 85 bucks for the pretty much all inclusive everything, we have already over a hundred people going to this thing. Um, don't wait, get your tickets now uh, because they will probably be gone before Christmas. I, I expect that to happen. So uh, just don't wait on it. It's going to be a fun time, man. That whole weekend is going to be a blast. I love it now that we have like 100 plus people. This is essentially like a uh, uh, an event in the Bronx. Um, so we're going to do it up, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. I got to come up with a good shirt design for this one. Yes. Cannot wait. Enjoy these voicemails. We'll talk to you Monday. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. First things first, hot. Great stuff, great content. Keep it up, fellas. But let's get to the point. I'm hurt Didi's gone. Didi was my guy. Love Didi. That's my shortstop. Where the Terrell Owens? That's my quarterback. Yeah, that's my shortstop. I'm sad he's gone. Especially since he left on a one-year deal, which we could have easily worked out with the Yankees. But 
I'm assuming we're saving that money for coal. So if we don't get coal and we already missed on Strauss and we lost Didi's for nothing, it's going to hurt watching the Yankees next season. I'm not going to lie. We have a great team. I'm still going to love watching all the games. It's just going to hurt not having my guy at short. That's it. Clear, cut, and dry. Didi, thank you so much for... Some great years with the Yankees. It was not easy to replace Derek Jeter, but you did a great job. So many great moments. The wild card game against Minnesota, the Grand Slam this year. Uh, a lot of stuff that will not be forgotten, like the emoji sweet. Didi was really a great addition to this team, and he will be absolutely missed. And I wish him nothing but success and good luck in Philadelphia. Uh, hopefully he's able to turn this one-year deal into a huge contract next season and have a career year for the Phillies. So nothing but good luck for Didi, and uh, let's go Yanks. Let's go, baby. Garrett Cole is a New York Yankee. I know this is my second voicemail in 24 hours, but Garrett Cole is here. The pitching problem is solved. The rotation is going to be dynamite next season. $325 million over nine years. What a contract. I'm still fired up. I can't believe it. And uh, the Chiefs 28 is back on. The parade, let's get ready for it, folks, because this is going to be a great season. I'm fired up. I just can't wait for pitchers and catchers to report because this is going to be an awesome season in Yankee land, and let's go Yankees, this is just going to get better and better, folks. Woo! Let's go, Garrett Cole, baby! My wife went to bed angry tonight. I was pissed. The fight was uncontrollable. And then the news that Cole signed with the New York Yankees broke, and all the anger that I had faded away into oblivion, and nothing but pure joy has burst from my, from my pinstriped heart. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go, Yankees. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I'm literally never saying anything bad about Cashman again. It's a great day for the Yankees and therefore the world. Cheers. What's up, Bob? Spence Rates is Onak here. I'm going to miss BD a lot. Such a clutch player. I wish he could have done better in the ALCS against Houston, but that's in the past now. But I'm going to miss him, man. But I... I hope this means that we're going to get Garrett Cole. Either you'll be missed. Yo, Yankees get Garrett Cole after a very tough decade, the 2010s. The 2020s, the Empire is back. Let's get a couple of championships and prove to the MLB and the whole world who we really are. Big deal, big signing, big day to be a Yankees fan. Let's go. It's not just that Cashman did it, it's that Steinbrenner did it. I think we should all say thank you to Hal Steinbrenner for giving approval on the deal, for telling Cashman to go get it at any cost. Good for Hal Steinbrenner. It's about time. It's been a long time coming that he made this type of deal. Awesome. Awesome job for both Cashman and Steinbrenner. Yankees are going to the World Series next year. And not only are they going, they're going to win it. Garrett Cole is going to be the MVP. Watch. Bank on it. New York all day. Hi, if this is Bronx Pinstripes, I'd just like to say that I am devastated uh, about the loss of Dee Dee. I wish 
Bardi was not our only left hand, uh, left hand batter's choice. I'm devastated. Devastated. Significant loss in the clubhouse and on the field. Thank you. Oh, Brian Cashman. You dirty dog. Nine years. $324 million. Just reminding everybody that the Yankees print money. Nine years of Garrett Cole. Wins the parade, JJ. Hey guys, hope everything is cool. Uh, shout out to Andrew and Scott and uh, my little brother Ryan Sherman. Um, listen, I'm really bummed about Didi going. Uh, you know, I got to see the uh, Grand Slam this past year in the playoffs, and it was epic beyond any, you know, me, you know, beyond any reasonable expectation. Um, I'm going to be uh, sad to see Didi go. I don't think that he got a chance to ever have his Yankee moment. I think he had a whole bunch, and it was the context of the situation that, like, kind of prevented him from kind of being solidified as a Yankee, which is, like, unfortunate in that he was so great and had so many clutch plays and really elevated the team in different parts. Um, but, you know, did he ever really get his moment? And, like, is that the way that we judge players going forward? Like, is the only way you can really truly be a Yankee is to have a highlight reel moment that we can play every time you get up to bat until the end of time. Like, maybe we got to be a little bit more easier on them and not, you know, pushing on them this kind of unrealistic expectation that you have to be an all-time great with a highlight reel of ridiculous catches and amazing hits. Um, I wish him the best of luck in uh, Philly. I'm going to miss him dearly. I'm going to miss, you know, the DD chance. But uh, I got to say, you know, maybe we got to, you know, think about this for a little minute. What really defines the Yankee moment? And, like, you know, for a guy who had a couple of grand slams in the postseason and did amazing work, you know, day in, day out, you know, are we looking at the wrong information here? Have a good day. Boys, 6 a.m. in here in PA, and I'm fucking pumped. We got Garrett Cole in his World Series time. Bronx pinstripes, let's fucking go. Pinstripe pride, we're getting that World Series, baby. Get it! <laughs>